Hello, it's Peter Wright and Kathleen Beauvais in Ontario, Canada, with episode number 191 of The Yacking Show. This is the show that aims to connect you with people and ideas to help you find opportunities in life and navigate through the very changing world we're living in right at the moment. Not only navigate through, but thrive as well. As always, we have interesting guests. I'm really looking forward to hearing today's guests, but I don't want to steal Kathleen's thunder. So first job for me, let's introduce co-host Kathleen Beauvais from Waterloo. How are you doing today, Kathleen? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for that intro, Peter. And thank you all so much for tuning into our show. We so appreciate you and we love reading your comments. So do please keep those coming. And if anyone is interested in being a guest on our show, please don't hesitate to reach out to either Peter or myself. We would love to hear from you. And as Peter mentioned, we do have another special guest with us today. Her name is Colleen Biggs. Hello, Colleen. How are you? Welcome to the show. Hello, Kathleen and Peter. Thank you so much. I'm humbled and excited to be here. Excellent. Now, Colleen, you are um, a peak performance coach, a speaker, and author who specializes in helping women entrepreneurs become successful. We'll get into that in just a bit. But first, for our audience, can you give us a little bit about your background and what led you to want to help women become successful? Yeah, so um, thank you for asking that question. Um, And I will do the cliff note version of that. I dropped out of corporate America back in 2019, actually. I always think I've been an entrepreneur much longer. So I look back and I'm like, girl, you got to pat yourself on the back because you've been able to build, you know, pretty great success in such a short amount of time. But I was a business consultant for 20 years. And back then there wasn't coaches, you know, the only coach was a soccer coach, football coach, basketball coach. You know, those were the coaches around at that time. So I had been consulting, you know, hundreds and thousands of businesses on launches, on scaling and in accelerating. And I'm so happy that I was able to be put in that position in corporate America to hone those skills, to learn about business acumen. But, you know, the reason why I really excelled in that area, Kathleen and Peter, were because I cared about the individual person. My goal was for them to thrive. My goal was for them to be the best um, business owner that they could be, how they needed to bring their expertise forward, their skill sets forward, and not really have it be in this in-a-box approach. And so... That's what I love to do. And I found that when I was just realistic with them and real about a conversation that I had, they trusted me more. They knew that I was always coming from my heart. So those hard conversations that people talk about wasn't a hard conversation. It was an easy conversation because they trusted me. So if they would be going back and forth on negotiations, I would say, okay, we're at the point now where finish line, we got to pull the trigger. And I know you're worried about, you know, so what do I need to give you so that you can make Mm -hmm. this decision to move forward and pull the trigger on this, or it's going to cause a lot of deadline delays. And let me tell you what will happen after that. So I think the more black and white and transparent and upfront we can be with people is where that success of trusting someone comes in and realizing that that person has your best interest in mind. So that's kind of how it all started. And then God really called me to guide women. I don't, you know, I'm not sure how people feel about that, but we all have a higher power and someone mm-hmm. minds God. And I just kept hearing that I needed to create a women's organization. I needed to create something for women 
Um, and I was even doing it within my church, you know, um, being guided to work with women more. They put me in girls camp and all of the areas where I was leading girls and women. Um, and then I soon realized that just being me and who I was and my personality and how I saw life was enough. That's all I needed. It wasn't that I had to learn new skills. I just had to show up as me. And that gave every single one of them permission around me to be themselves. So that's what got me to build this, this, this um, organization that I built called the leap community. And we've attracted tens and thousands of women to this community because women want to be part of a community where women lift each other, love each other, support each other, collaborate. And there's no mean girls here. There's no competition here. And I just attract those women because of who I am. So um, that's really, I think, the best answer to how I was driven to start the community. And then I've just loved working with women entrepreneurs. Um, and I've just kept with working with women and giving them a voice and a leadership you know heads up in their community families businesses wonderful very good yeah interesting listening to you i recently a year ago changed to a completely different church to the from the one i was brought up in which is a much more community oriented oriented church number of women's groups and it's also a church i don't go into all the details which has expanded hugely over the period we've been through for a number of reasons and to see how many of these women who some have never been to church and some are new to our church and they are flocking to these groups led by women on business uh, homeschooling looking after young girls and it's really good to see that community growing so yeah i'm glad you're Part of that. Thank you. So, Colleen, you call yourself a peak performance coach. How is that different? What sets you apart from a business coach? Yeah, you know, I have all the business acumen. I can teach anyone how to launch a business, start a business. I can go through the checklist of things that you need. But this is what I find. Our businesses only grow to the extent that we do. Mm -hmm. And in every business, when there's an issue going on or they're not getting paid what they think they want to be getting paid or they're not um, accelerating or scaling at the rate that they want to. Generally, we have to just look in the mirror because we are in our way. We're the person pushing ourselves back and holding ourselves back. So um, peak performance really comes from a mentor that picked me up um, several years back in corporate America. He was a male and I, he just saw something in me. And at that time I had a sponsor, but I didn't have a mentor. And the CEO took me under his wing and we went out to lunch every single month. And he taught me um, everything I needed to know from how to act in a meeting to how to lead to, I mean, how to, how to, um, how to hold my power uh, without saying anything. There was so much that he taught me and he was prepping me. And then when I found out he was retiring, I knew why he was prepping me, you know, for my next chapter in my mm -hmm. life. And he brought me to another level. I thought I was at my peak performance in corporate America. And then when someone actually mentored me and showed me what it was like to become a peak performer, he was pushing me beyond my comfortability. He was expanding my influence, helping me see myself for all of the skill sets and knowledge and experience that I had that we forget that we have for ourselves. Mm -hmm. So helping someone reach that peak performance is the difference between an athlete and an elite athlete, right? Um, 
mm-hmm. a regular golfer in Tiger Woods or, and I know these are all American, so I'm going to throw them all out there. Might, you know, a regular Olympic swimmer and then Michael Phelps, and then you have a regular mm-hmm. basketball player and then you have Kobe and you have Michael Jordan. You know, these are all elite and they all hire coaches because they can't see what their blind spots are because they're called blind spots. Mm -hmm. So a peak performer is comfortable in kind of the mundane of -hmm. doing the same thing over and over again and getting really, really, really good at it. And I see too many people, you know, doing one thing and then they call themselves serial entrepreneurs and they say, I did what that I got bored with that. And then I came over here and did this. And I thought, what could you have built if you stayed on that path mm-hmm. and how explosive could that have been? And I think of Sarah Blakely with the brand Spanx, you know, she mm-hmm. was relentless yep. in her sales. And even though she gave her company to another CEO for several years, she wound up coming back as CEO and built it even bigger before she sold it. So our voice in our companies, our brand and our personality and our beliefs in our company are very important to infuse, to create culture. So, you know, that's to me what being at a peak performer is. You really become a leader and an example to other people as well. I so, sorry, uh, Kathleen, I've got to sure. press Colleen a little bit on this one. Sure. Uh, because you use the analogy of a sports coach who, who deals with the mundane and does it over and over until they get it right. So you must have a different, well, I assume you have a different technique technique to your average coach who goes through all the building blocks of the business. You you very quickly, and I think Kathleen will probably press you more on this one because she's better at it than I am. You obviously have a unique ability to pick up very quickly how to get them to peak performance, what to concentrate on. Yeah. And when you find out the areas that they're fearful, where you find out where their lack is and you go for that first, right? The areas that they need the most um, belief in. The belief is the power of our mind controls everything. You know, it's like when we Mm -hmm. believed in Santa Claus. There was no way this fat man got down a chimney and your parents let him in your house and he got to every single house in one evening while everyone slept. But yet we wanted to believe it so powerfully. And that's what we were taught, that we believed in that story. And when you believe in it, you start seeing things that that, you know, you start hearing the bells or, you know, um, footprints out on the on the snow or whatever it may be. So our belief can transform um, our futures. It's like Venus and Serena Williams. They were raised from a very, and I use sports analogies a lot because I love Mm -hmm. sports. They were raised from a very young age to believe they were the best. Her dad, their dad said, you're the best. There was nothing less for them to accept except being the best. Mm -hmm. So they worked Mm -hmm. hard to be the best. They put in the effort to be the best and they themselves believed they were the best and they never gave up. So instilling that belief in ourselves and really owning it, that is what really helps explode the business. We work on building blocks over here. But I'll tell you what, I always work on the person because as soon as that person um, believes in themselves being that elite business owner, uh, the whole wor- their whole world changes. I think mm-hmm. you said something very, very important earlier. You talked about a person's blind spot. And I think that is so uh, that is so important because oftentimes people in the corporate world have been in one job for many, many years and they'll they'll they lack confidence now to think of what else can they do because they think, well, I've only done this. This is all I know. I was once 
you know, in the corporate world working for a, an insurance company for many years. And I, when I came out of that, I thought, well, that's all I know. But there's so many different skill sets that you've accumulated over the number of, over the years that you don't even see it. And you need that's somebody right. to draw that out of you. So important. Great point. Great point. Um, on your website, you offer a five-step guide about becoming an authority in your industry. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, you know, it was really important for for women to see themselves as an authority in their own businesses. You know, when I first met um, a radio show that was a local, they um, we did a PR and they asked me to be on their radio and I did an interview. And I was shocked at um, that they asked me to come back and they wanted me to start one of their women empowerment shows. And I was like, why would they want me to come and do a women's empowerment show? You know, what, what is that about? I'm not a, I'm not a podcast host or I'm not a live show radio show host. Um, I'm just a business consultant. You know, that's what I thought about myself, just like you did, Kathleen, like I do insurance. Right. And, uh, and I went, I started a women's organization. I've never ran a community organization that was a membership base where people would join and I had value to deliver, you know? Um, and I thought all these things that were coming to me. And then I sat up one night and listened to podcasts and I thought to myself, wow, I can, I can do this. Like I can, I can learn anything, right? We can learn anything. So the reason why I created the steps for women to become authority for themselves is because I really want women to take action on how they show up to be that authority. When we talk about our experience, our knowledge, our skill sets, I can guarantee you, Kathleen, you don't have mine and I don't have yours. Peter doesn't have mine and you don't have Peter's, right? Mm -hmm. So I share that with you because we have... We have so much knowledge inside of us that we are able to become an expert and authority in our industry by believing in that. When I know that I have the best women's organization out there because there isn't another women's organization that offers the visibility that mine does. You know, I'm members of a lot of women's organizations and it's not to check them out. It's because I think communities are wonderful for people to join and collaborate and get to know other people and network. So when I started mine, I just didn't want to mimic it off of someone else's. It was like, I'm just going to do it the way I think I need to do it. And this is what it's going to be like. And it's going to have Colleen written all over it, right? It's going to be how I treat people or how I'm going to interview them on LinkedIn. How would I want someone to help me get visibility or exposure? And the number one rule that I've always learned in business is you have to tell everybody about you. If you're not telling every single person about you, then you're the best kept secret. And no one wants to be the best kept secret business. You know, you got to get out there and tell everyone about you. So I created these five steps that are super easy, simple. You can just apply them every day into, you know, um, into your day-to-day for you to become an authority. And a lot of it has to do with how you show up and how you have clarity of your message of what you do. So what's the problem? Mm-hmm. How how do you solve it? Like, how are you the bridge that solves the problem? And what do they do next? That's what I always tell everyone. Just three simple things that you need to be putting out there every single day. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Wow. So you, you've spoken a little bit about your community and you've got the sign talking all about it right behind over your shoulder there. I can't <laughs> help but miss it. Leap, lead with enhanced acceleration. So, 
you've built this organization very quickly if you were still in the corporate world in 2019. So uh, how did you go about that? And tell us, tell our audience a little more about why yours is different to so many of the other organizations out there. Yeah, thanks for that, Peter. Um, honestly, I don't, you know, when you don't know how you did it, you just know that you were out there. And I can tell you this, through corporate America, I did a lot of networking and I cared about people. So it wasn't just like one and done meet a person. I built relationships with people. If I heard that they were in the hospital, I would send them a gift in the hospital. I would use Facebook. I would use LinkedIn to message people and talk to people. Um, I just really think that when you get to know people, we should nurture those relationships. So because I had done that, when I said that I was going to go run this women's organization, I had so many women already that were like, whatever you're doing, I'm in because we love you. Right. Mm -hmm. We just think you're great. And I'm like, wow, thanks guys. Like, that's so awesome that you want to hang out with me. So that was number one. Uh, number two was I hit the ground running when I came out of corporate America. And I hear a lot of this. People will say, yeah, but you're calling bigs and you've built this big community. So it's easy for you to X, Y, Z. Right. And I'm like, when I came out of corporate America, I knew corporate America women. That's all I knew. I knew mm -hmm. nobody else. I didn't know any entrepreneurs. And I originally built this community because I wanted female entre I wanted females in corporate America to be able to collaborate to climb the corporate ladder, to create additional visibility for women in corporate. And then female entrepreneurs were reaching out to me and seeing me on LinkedIn that I had been connected with over time. And they said, hey, you know, we love this. What kind of visibility do you offer for female entrepreneurs? And that was when I was like, aha, I'm onto something. I need to help female entrepreneurs build their visibility. Mm -hmm. So I quickly started shifting. And the only way I could do that was to show up where female entrepreneurs were and all of them were networking. So I flew around to 10 different cities, 10 different states in 2019, while I was still in corporate America exiting out. It was a crazy year. I don't even know how I'm still alive today after all that. And um, and I just held luncheons every in all of these cities and all these states. And I just got up there and was real about, I'm coming out of corporate America. This is what I suffered with. This is what I know as women, we need to stand up and speak up and use our voices. And we need to ask for what we want. We need to become leaders. We need to empower ourselves. We can't wait for everyone else to empower us. And I would bring leaders in from the area and we would just have a panel. And I don't know how I did all that. I don't even know where I found the ladies. Honestly, I think they dropped in my lap, but I did that to really get, you know, the foundation going. And then I showed up at every networking event when 2020 hit and the pandemic, it was like, oh my gosh, what a gift from God for me, because everything was online. And I had built this company from 2020 yeah. moving forward to be all online. And so I was like, wow, how did that happen? So it was beautiful because all of my platforms were online and all these women that were used to being in person and speaking from stages. And that was how they got their name out there. Authors, speakers. I was like, come over here. I got lots of stages for you. So <laughs> I was able to just build platform after platform. And I listened to my community and what they wanted. And once the ball starts rolling, 
Peter, it's pretty easy to keep it going once mm -hmm. the ball starts rolling. And then other people that are part of your community get excited and want to invite other people there. So I just never let off the gas. I showed up at, you know, when people were reorganizing their closets and cleaning out, you know, their dog homes and stuff. Not me. We didn't do that here. Uh, my <laughs> husband, we just put the pedal to the metal and I built, you know, that company grew over 400% that year. It was just wow phenomenal what we were able to accomplish in that one year. And that was all because I just was prepared to bring women to the forefront. And when I didn't have something, I just made it up and started doing interviews with people live on Facebook when everyone started turning to social media to see what everybody was doing. And um, so, you know, you can't be afraid. You can't be afraid to get out there, put yourself out there. You've got to believe in yourself and know that no matter what anyone else is saying, just stay the course because what they're saying to you is really their own insecurities, you know, and that's kind of a little trick for a lot of people. If you realize that it's their stuff, it's not your stuff that they're reflecting on you. So I just didn't listen to anything that was going on for any haters out there. And I just stayed the course. And I think women really were gravitating toward me because of that leadership example, right? At They wanted to mm -hmm. be able to do what I could do. And, uh, and I was freely wanting to teach them how to do it too, wow. you know, for them to build their businesses. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. So, so Colleen, on your website, you mentioned starting two businesses that reached over $100,000 in revenue in the first two months. How did you accomplish that? I know. I know. Some people have actually called me out on that and they're like, really? Really? And I said, no, no, I have to share it because it was that easy. So my girlfriend and I got this crazy idea during COVID that we wanted to start traveling again. We, we used to travel all the time for business and we were always traveling. And now I felt locked down. Like I literally launched a book the weekend we got locked down. And when I flew back to Arizona, we couldn't fly anymore, you know? And so, um, so we said, what if we get a bunch of women together that also want to travel with us, but we make it a business mastermind. So when we go to these fun, cool places, we don't just hang out on vacation because we don't have time for that. But what if we were to work on our businesses and the other women could help us work on our businesses? So we would have like a board of directors there. So we created that and we got, I don't know, 10 women enrolled like that. And uh, that was it. Like they enrolled and paid and we were well over six figures for that year for that mastermind. And, um, and then I decided, you know, um, someone reached out to me and they said, Hey, do you do business coaching? And I was like, well, not really. I mean, I was a business consultant back in corporate America, but I build community. That's what I was doing. Right. That's what God had called me to do. And then I thought, why aren't you business coaching? You've been doing this for a long time. And these women that were asking me these questions, I, in my mind, I thought all the women that were entrepreneurs, Peter and Kathleen, that they could run their own businesses. They, they started a business. They mm -hmm. must know what to do to build their business. And then I've found out they don't. So I put the call out very quickly in my community like, hey, ladies, I'm hearing that some of you could use some additional support. I've been doing this for 22 years. I think it's time for me to bring those skill sets to you. And I was flooded with emails of yes, I'm in. Yes, I'm in. No one even knew how much it was. So within two months, I had 10 clients. It was crazy, Kathleen. Like I wasn't expecting that at all. And I, you know, we just need to listen to our intuition and where we're, where we're drawn because 
you can quickly make money. My husband says, oh my gosh, Colleen can pull money out of thin air. And I do. Sometimes, you know, I'll sponsor an event and then they'll say, hey, you can make an offer. And I'm like, oh, I should probably make up something at eight o'clock that morning. I'm creating some workshop that doesn't exist that costs a certain amount of money. And then I get on there and I wind up selling 20 of them, you know, and it's like, okay, I guess I (laughs) guess I need to create a workshop, you know. So I always teach women that like, how much money do you need this week? And if you focus on that much money this week, you'll be creative and you'll be able to figure out what you need to do to make it. And I help them, of course, create what it is that they need to be able to get there and how to create funnels for people to go through the sales process. But, you know, I don't do things like click funnels, but, you know, sales funnels of how you Mm -hmm. funnel people through and nurture them and nurturing sequences and things like that. So heavens, you are an inspiration. Yeah. Wow. So let's talk about your books, Colleen. You've authored five international best-selling books. And again, it sounds like you do a lot of stuff very quickly, and that's that's one of them. So yeah. to, tell, us a, tell our audience a little bit about the books and also um, where can they find them? Yeah, what was I thinking, Peter? I tell everyone, like, don't do a three-day event author a book, run, you know, other start a mastermind and, you know, and be in your six months of barely coaching and, uh, and decide to do five books. I was like, what are you thinking? So it's just that that year I had some really good colleagues that I was working with and friends that had some books that they were getting ready to publish. And they said, you know, I got a lot of offers that that year, let's just say. Many people wanted me because of my influence and my reach and um, who I had in my circle. They wanted me to be in their books. They wanted me to promote their books. They wanted me to help them. So I was so lucky to be able to um, have chapters in multiple books that year of some people I really look up to um, and admire. And I was also able to author my own Mm-hmm. And my own book that I authored is Step Into the Spotlight to Expand Your Influence and Attract the Right Client, which that means every day you're in the spotlight. And if you sit back in the shadows or stay a keyboard warrior, you're going to be the world's best kept secret. You've got to get out there, show your face, do podcasts like this, start your own podcast, do Facebook lives. I don't care what you do, Instagram, but you got to get out there and show your face and then just be you. No one wants you to be special or act a certain way or write down a bunch of words that you have to say to make yourself seem smart or memorize questions that someone's going to ask you. Just be you because you know your stuff, you know who you are, you know how to answer it. So trust in yourself. And then because of how I am, I attract certain people, Um, women that don't like high, strung energy, women like me. I don't do the no, I don't do the BS crap. Like I want to work with action takers. I don't attract women that aren't those things. Like that's who I attract that want to work with me because they're like, this is the person that's going to get me there. And I need someone to whip me into shape. And I need someone to be true and honest with me and tell me what my blind spots are. The woman over here that doesn't want to know her blind spots, that isn't ready for that, they're not my client. So I don't even attract them. So there's no more fishing in the sea and trying to reel it in, you know, and doing this push pull. When you get out there and you show up as you, people either like you or they don't. And the people that like you are attracted to you. And the people that want to work with you will. You usually don't even have to open up your mouth, right? They just know your energy. They've checked you out. And they're like, she's the one, right? They just know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Excellent. And, And can your books be found on Amazon? 
Yes. So they okay. can be found on my website as well. Every single okay. one of my books. I've, I've also authored two journals that I never talk about because they were my first journals I ever wrote and published by myself with the help of a gentleman on Fiverr. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what happened. I got this inspiration. Like you got to write this journal for women to write 10 gratitudes every day. And I still do it to today. And I wrote these journals and just self-published them on Amazon. I had no one helping me. I didn't do a bestseller campaign nothing. And, uh, but I hand them out to my clients and they have journals to be able to use. And, uh, but ColleenBiggs.net is a good place to find them. Also Amazon. You can look up Colleen Biggs and see all my books out there on Amazon as well. Hey, it's not just women that write gratitude journals. Eh? <laughs> yes. Journals are great. I'm telling yeah. you. Um, and there's nothing stronger than starting your day, writing down the 10 things you're grateful for. It Absolutely. just puts your day in perspective. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, so, I agree. hundred percent. Can you walk us through the process you would take with me if I were to contact you as a client? Yeah. So I think the very first thing I would ask you is Kathleen, what do you want? And it's the very first question I ask people and I am shocked at how much people don't know how to answer that question. Because when you say, what do you want? Some people are like, see, you're looking at me like, I don't know how I would answer. Sometimes they're like, I want more clients. I'm like, okay, tell me why you want more clients. There's something underlying of what's happening, right? Mm -hmm. So I go through, I really go through the process of just understanding what do you want out of life? Why are you looking for a business coach? Is it because you want one or is it because you need one? And I'll tell mm -hmm. you this, I always want a client to hire me because they want one because it's a different mindset, right? Mm -hmm. When you want something, you're ready to do the work. When you need it, you're desperate and you mm -hmm. think I'm going to do the work for you. So we, I have a series of questions that I do. I even have an application process on my website that goes through a series of questions to give someone an idea of, am I going to be the right business coach for you? What are your goals? Do you have goals? What are you looking for? Do you want to grow your business? Or do you have an idea? Are you trying to launch your business? This also gives me an idea if they're going to be in like my startup group, if they're going to be in my emerging entrepreneurs group, or if they really need a lot of one-on-one -on -one time with me. And that's really the three that I work with are either one-on-one -on -one or in my other groups. And so I want to keep women together that are in the same journey together right. in these groups. Mm -hmm. And then if someone is, you know, looking at expenses, they're expanding, they're scaling, and they don't have any help whatsoever, that's where I'm going to jump into the mindset of why they think they have to do it all themselves and why they haven't hired someone else. Because then we get into abundant beliefs and mindset about like, well, I don't have the money, I don't have the time. And that's when um, I, I mean, just by answering a few of those questions, and, uh, and me being very transparent with them, if they're, you know, ready to do the work, and if it's, you know, if they're ready to set goals and work on themselves and work on their business, I can determine if they're going to be the right client for me. And they're going to know in that moment, if I'm going to be, I want them to interview me, if I'm going to be the right coach for them. Um, because I don't like to drag potatoes through quicksand. It just doesn't, it's not good. Bag of potatoes is not good. And when you feel that way, it's 80% of your energy, you yeah. know, and we're not responsible for our client's success. We're responsible to show up with everything we've got every time to work with them and, and support them and empower them to become successful. Yeah. Wow. We're running short of time, but I've got to ask you what I call my burning question. So 
you you've had many years of business experience you've worked with probably thousands of women entrepreneurs by now and probably a lot of men in business in your experience is, is there one single mindset characteristic or habit that sets the successful ones apart from the average and when i say successful i don't just mean about accumulating wealth i mean a balanced life right what all-round success is there one thing or is it a, a combination of a number of factors the one thing that I have found um, that's even worked with my clients, because I'll get them into this regimen of doing this, is to take time for you first mm-hmm. every single day. Okay. Um, I do not answer my phone in the morning. I don't look at my phone in the morning. I, I get up and I have a regimen of gratitude and reading and meditation. And I spend the first part of the day I work out. I take care of myself first every single day. And guess what? The sky never falls on me. Um, and I am able to have an abundant amount of time all day long to get everything done that I need to. I'm very efficient. And I find that leaders, peak performers, um, those that are successful in their life, they take care of themselves first because that's when our cup is pouring over and we're able to take care of others. When we're in desperation and we're exhausted and we feel like the success of our clients or our success. And, you know, we feel so much responsibility to that. We have nothing to give at that point. And any successful leader that I've even followed, um, you know, on social media or look up to or read their books, they always say they take care of themselves first. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Thank you. That was, that was a good one. That was very good. Over to you, Kathleen. Well, we are low on time, but how do people contact you, Colleen? You know, the easiest thing is ColleenBiggs.net. You can book time with me on my website. You can check out my books. You can check out our community and catch, you know, do the coaching. Um, Just go to ColleenBiggs.net and then you can click on all the links and follow us on social media. Um, Yeah, that's the best way. Excellent. Well, my goodness, you have wonderful energy and certainly hope to have you back on the show. It's absolutely so much to offer. So thank you so much for being with us today, Colleen. We so appreciated that. And thank you all for tuning into our show. And once again, take care, everyone. Until next time. Bye-bye.